This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 345. Do you dream of the independence that comes from being an entrepreneur? Are you ready to kick your day job to the curb so that you can bring your coaching forward as a business owner? How much freedom and independence do you believe really comes from being an entrepreneur? What do you need to think about and plan for to help you get what you desire through being a business owner, through having a sidekick business as a coach, or maybe even for planning to supplement your retirement with coaching? Is independence as an entrepreneur a given? That's what we're going to discuss in this episode of The Star Coach Show. Join us. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs Hello of successful and coaching. Welcome to the now show. join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects here you with United your States, star coaching we potential. We just celebrated the 4th of July, our Independence Day, a day to celebrate democracy and freedom and independence. And in that theme, I thought about the dream that many people have to be their own bosses, to be able to lean into the work of coaching that they love and do so through their own businesses. So I thought, let's sort of work off those themes of independence and freedoms when it comes to our careers in today's show. I'm Meg Rentschler, and I've been a business owner since 1990. I've been working with coaches for the past 15 years to help them define how are they bringing their coaching into the world. Now, there's many different ways to do that. And I'm thrilled to say that organizations are more and more bringing coaching into their culture by having internal coaches work with their people to improve communication and improve listening and so many exciting things. And then there's also coaches who, like I said, want to lean into bringing their coaching to the world by being business owners. And some of them want to build businesses that are full-time for them, that are their entire income. There's also those who have gone through coaching and they do something else in their daytime job, but they want to keep their coaching strong and make an impact by building something on the side. And then there's people who have kind of gone through their career, are moving towards retirement, and they want to create a plan for something that they can do post-retirement that either supplements their income, keeps their muscles strong, their coaching muscles, or a little bit of each. So looking through those lenses, we're going to explore all of that today when we think about building a business. And is that freedom producing? Is that uh, other things that we need to think about? And how can we be strategic about each of those things so that if your dream is to be a business owner, you're really maximizing on that? So one of the things that we just need to be aware of is that when we make a decision to be a business owner, it is work. Work is involved. Things don't 
magically happen. We've got to make them happen. So in today's show, we're going to dive into five common pain points for coaches who go into business for themselves. And the five pain points that we're going to dive into today are clients, cash, isolation, overwhelm, and time. Now, we're going to look at the specifics of all of these pain points and be aware that what specifically you are dealing with under each of these umbrellas really has to do with your goals, your vision, and what your business is going to look like for you. So let's take an example. If, in fact, your vision is that you want to make, let's say, 5K a year, or maybe a million a year, and you want to work with organizations and fly around the world and and do have a full calendar where you're constantly working, the pain points you are going to have might be different than if you're listening and what you want to do is go into retirement, keep your coaching muscle active. Maybe, maybe you want to work with four or five clients a month just to keep your coaching strong and to also supplement your retirement income. And so what you are going to be thinking about might be different than the person who wants to be full-time traveling around the world, working with organizations, making a million dollars a year. However, whatever the lens is is that you're looking through, these points are still going to be valid for you. Just adjust them to work for you. And let's think about whether you are leaning into independence and freedom and how these pain points are influencing you. Now, any of these five that we're talking about could be an episode to themselves and are very much having been addressed in different ways in different episodes. So I'm going to reference some episodes where you can get even more ideas and solutions. And actually, the vast majority of those links are going to be in the show notes for this episode at starcoachshow.com slash 345, starcoachshow.com slash 345. I've put links for each of the pain points, a couple episodes under all five of the pain points so that you can dive into the ones that mean the most to you. Now, the thing about these pain points is that they can be ongoing, especially if they fit into how you're thinking that you have to be when you're doing business. And I want to emphasize the fact that we all have choice of how we're going to do things and how we think about doing things, we always have choice. So I want you to be thinking about how can you lessen the pain points that are in your entrepreneurship and grow in your independence, freedom, and joy. So we are going to look at all five pain points. I'm going to give you some strategy around how to lessen the pain points, or what you might need to lean into to get clarity to help you lessen the pain point, and then ultimately give you additional resources to explore some more, to lean into where you want to end up. Because I would love for each of you to feel increased freedom and independence in your entrepreneurial journeys. So let's lean into the very first pain point. 
the very first pain point for almost every coach that I've worked with regarding building a business is clients. How do I find clients and fill my calendar? The reality about this pain point is that it is probably the number one pain point that I've heard that influences whether people really do want to go into business for themselves or not. Because if I'm super uncomfortable about whether I'm going to be able to fill my calendar and uncomfortable about the quote sales process, then I might very well decide, you know what, I want to stick with the sure thing of my salary and my benefits. And I totally get that. Totally get that. I'm in full support of that. And for those of you who have been built by the bit by the entrepreneurial bug and really want to lean into creating your own business, here's some strategy that I want you to think about when it comes to finding clients. Ironically, what I would say is one of the premises of coaching actually can get in the way of this concept, the strategy that I'm going to give you. And the, and the concept is that the process of coaching allows us to coach anyone. And that's very true. If you lean into the process of coaching, you can coach anyone about anything. And I think that that very premise makes people push against my strategy for this concept, which is we really need to get clear about who we serve and the kinds of results we help them get. It is very difficult to fill our calendars when we're unclear about who we work with and the results we help them get. I actually did a really deep dive into this on episode 336 when we explored what's your value proposition. So look for the link of that if you didn't catch that show in the show notes for today. And there's some additional episodes that I think are going to help you with that, especially when we think about, while yes, we could work with anyone, who is it that lights us up and who do we tend to be and what issues do we tend to get the best results around? When we can get really clear about that and speak about it very confidently, concisely, and clearly, that's what attracts people to us. I say again and again, and I'm going to say it again, you cannot be a success and be a secret at the same time. We need to let people in our lives know what we're doing. We need to lean into the resources that we have available to us that we might forget are available to us. Who already knows, likes, and trusts us? What's some of the work that we've done with people that would be thrilled to know that we're doing something else that they would love to be able to engage with us again? We want to get a clear message that we can share through speaking engagements, through blogging, posting, vlogging, video blogging, engaging with people online and networking. It is all about relationships. And in those relationships, you want to be able to clearly share your message. So if finding clients, filling your calendar, and having the confidence to clearly say what it is that you do and the results that you get 
If this is the piece that blocks you, then check out the resources that I've put in the episodes at starcoatshow.com or in the episode notes at starcoatshow.com slash 345. Pain point number one, finding clients, really the strategy around that is getting clarity about who you really get good results with and what those look like and how you can share that clearly. Our second pain point is our cash flow. Often as business owners, the pain point is the ebb and flow of finances. It feels like it's feast or famine. Either I'm so busy with my clients that I have no time to be marketing and getting my word out there, and then client engagements come to an end, and I don't have new clients ready to go because I haven't been talking about what it is that I do. So once again, it becomes this concept of how am I creating a flow of balancing doing what I love? And also telling people about what I do so that 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 consistency is there. This is one of my concerns about not having a flow in this. If I am consistently getting the word out there somehow of what I do and attracting people, then I can be clearer about who I work with and I can work with the people that really light me up and that I light up and I can make decisions about who I work with to the best ability rather than choosing people because I'm in scarcity and I need clients. I think that as a whole, that serves your clients better, that serves you better. So that's one thing. Have that consistency so that you're able to work with the people who you really enjoy working with, and you can make good decisions about that. Something else around cash flow. No matter how brilliant you are, no matter how wonderful the work is that you do, you cannot extend the number of hours there are in a day. There's only so many hours in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. So when you think about your income, I want you to think about whether only offering one-on-one services makes sense for you. Now, because there's only so much time in the day, you can only see so many clients in a day. And if you love one-on-one work and that's all you want to do, that's great. If you're getting great results, then ultimately the way that you can leverage your income is that you might end up increasing your pricing. And that's fine. And you might be fine and dandy with the with the income that you make and the numbers of hours that you offer. And that's fine as well. For everyone else who is thinking, okay, I want to be able to leverage my time and leverage my income, you might have a mixture of options of what you offer your clients to influence your cash flow. You might look at how can I create some passive income? by offering a digital course, a video series, something that you can create and then have on your website or offer through your social media that people can access, that they can get value from that without any active participation from you. Your active participation was that you created the course or you created the video series, or you created the content, and then it comes to them through a program 
that you are are not an active part of. So passive income is a great way to impact your cash flow. Also, you might consider offering a program that launches a couple times a year that you're very much a part of. Maybe you deliver that content. Maybe it's a combination of you delivering digitally and you delivering live. But the way that you can influence your cash flow is that you schedule your launches at particular times so that you know you're going to get a income flow at a particular time based upon your launch. And you can schedule that. I'm huge about creating schedules. Uh, I've got big yearly calendars up on my wall for last year, this year, and next year so that I can see where's my flow of particular things. I would encourage you also when it comes to cash flow to consider the structure you have around your finances and your plan for when do you have annual expenses coming up? I've got platforms that I pay for, you know, in annual payments. So I know I've got one coming up next week for one of my programs, and I've got one that comes every August, and I've got another one. You know, some of mine are monthly payments, but those big annual payments, I have those on my calendar. So I know when they're coming and I can plan for them. The other thing as a business owner is that I need to plan for and plot out my quarterly taxes here in the United States. We pay quarterly taxes as business owners. So think about those things and how you can put them on your calendar and be prepared for them for the flow of your cash. Now, in episode 248, Michelle Cooper did a great job talking about know your numbers, build your profit where we dove into some of these things we need to think about and plan for as business owners so that we have a great flow of finance. So our first pain point, we need to attract clients. Our second pain point, we need to get strategic about how we plan for our cash and our cash flow. The third pain point that I hear from entrepreneurs on a regular basis or people thinking about going into business for themselves is the whole concept of being isolated. Prior to 2020, this was a huge issue. You know, prior to 2020, people were often in offices working together. Now, even though many people have gone back to work, there's still many who work remotely. And we hear that concept of wanting to be able to connect with others, not feel isolated. And that's a huge thing for coaches considering going into entrepreneurship. They feel alone. They miss working in a team. They miss problem solving together, engaging with others. So if you've got the pain point of, I don't want to be isolated, I don't do well working alone, then you need to be strategic about how you're going to handle working independently and how you can move toward some collaboration, move toward brainstorming, masterminding, all these kinds of things. Now, this whole concept of isolation is compounded by pain point number four, which we're going to get to in just a minute, but it gets compounded if we tell ourselves, 
I should be able to figure out everything myself. I should be able to do everything myself. That really ups the isolation scale. So what are some things you could think about to lean into your independence, but also be aware of the fact that there's a concern about isolation? And that's really, how do you create a supportive environment for yourself? Now, as a coach, I believe we should have a coach. If we're telling people that coaching is worthwhile then and, and valuable, then what are you doing to potentially have the support of a coach for yourself? So that's one thing to think about. You also could create a mastermind or a think group for yourself where you pull together like-minded professionals who they don't even all have to be coaches. They could be you know, all working towards their goal and you help support and keep each other accountable towards your goals. You could join a community. Got to say that I put all these resources together for my Star Coach community, was thrilled about being able to answer questions for them and get experts in front of them and created this great library. And what I hear from them repeatedly is that they really appreciate all of that. And what they love the most is the connection and the community that they get to be able to be with one another several times a month and brainstorm and get questions answered and just be together because it breaks the isolation. So when you think about what do I need to support me, to support stepping into doing this coaching that I love, but breaking isolation. I invite you to explore the Star Coach community to see if that's a fit for you. You can do that at starcoachshow.com or any of these other things that I've talked about. Masterminding, getting together with friends for lunch, getting out of the isolation and creating the kind of connection and community that makes sense for you. Now, I mentioned that this whole concept of isolation and feeling like you have to figure everything out yourself is what compounds that isolation. And so that's pain point number four, the overwhelm that comes from feeling like we have to do everything ourselves. As coaches, we want to coach, but we don't necessarily want to do all the things that we need to do to build a business. So it can create that overwhelm. It can create that, I just want to throw my hands up in the air and bury my heads in the sand and all the different things to to keep from engaging with this. The truth is we don't have to be experts in all things, but we think we do. We have to be expert social media marketers. We have to be experts in keynote speaking and experts in authoring books and experts in bookkeeping and everything and building websites and and whatever. And the list goes on and on. So truthfully, initially, we may have to do more than we desire. Yet the sooner that we can invest in ourselves and our businesses by hiring others to do their genius work and allowing us to do ours, the better off you'll be and the more profitability you'll begin to see in your business. When you can spend time on your money-making activities, coaching, speaking, doing facilitating whatever it is that you do, creating those programs so that you can sell those things. Those are your genius work. When we can begin 
to allow other people to do their genius work. And the great thing in this day and age is that you don't have to hire somebody full-time. You don't have to have an employee. If your budget at this point is two hours a month, you can hire a VA to help you do some activity that is keeping you from moving forward, then hire that VA at two hours a month. It's a huge energy drain to tell yourself that everything you should be doing, and then we end up not doing it or not doing it well. And then we tell ourselves until we can do it well, we're not going to put anything out there. And then we end up month after month being frustrated because we don't have income. We don't have the website that we thought we could build ourselves or the social media posts that we thought we could put out there. We just are spinning. Anybody there? Can we hear an amen? Yes, that's me. Oh my gosh. I hate that you're describing that. There is a way to break through. And what I'm going to recommend you do is to pick the one thing that you could conceivably hand off to somebody else, even if it's a small thing, to begin to create easier breathing for yourself. Who could do something even a couple hours a month for you that would help break the blockade that you have in your creativity, in your forward movement? And then there's also that temptation that we're not going to move forward on anything until everything is just so, until everything is perfect. So we take all of our energy, all of our focus goes into doing things behind the scenes that we believe we have to have before we can talk to people about what we do, before we can offer to do a lunch and learn or a a talk somewhere to begin to get in front of people. And that leads to no income because we're not getting out from behind the scenes and that causes frustration and scarcity and fear and the cycle continues. So here's my strategy for you. What can you hand off even for a couple hours? And then what's the one thing that works for you? I gave lots of ideas, but not everybody is an author. Not everybody is a speaker. Not everybody wants to be on 52 social media platforms. So let's take social media as an example. I've had numerous guests on the show who have picked one platform. I am going to get good on Instagram, period. I'm going to get good on LinkedIn, period. I'm going to get great at blogging, period. And they lean their energy into that one marketing thing and they get good at it. So, and they don't take all of their time to, they do some time on that. And they're also telling people what they do. They're getting in front of people, they're networking, they're building relationships. And I've got coaches or, and other professionals who have been on the show that make six and seven figures because they've gotten really good at one thing. And that's the one thing that they do. So if you're feeling overwhelmed because you feel like you have to do everything, I would challenge you that you don't have to do everything. And I have some great shows in the show notes that reinforce that and give you some strategies to think about so that you can build your business by releasing some of that overwhelm. So pain point number one, clients. Pain point number two, cash. Pain point number three, isolation. Pain point number four, overwhelm. 
We've given you some strategies to deal with each of those. Now let's dive into our fifth pain point, and that is the pain point of time. The reality is owning a business really can gobble up all your time if you allow it to. Especially if you work from home, boundaries can be a real issue. You can slip into your office to do one thing and still be in there four hours later. So I encourage you to think about what is the most valuable use of your time. And remember the vision that you had for flexibility, freedom, and independence. It can really suffer under this pain point. You know, we might have thought, oh, I don't want to have a boss anymore. I'm going to be my own boss. But now we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have one boss. I have many bosses. Every client, every request, every need, all of those things can end up gobbling up our time if we don't have structure around it. I've talked to coaches who were so excited to begin their own businesses. And then they say to me, Meg, I am I am working all the time. I see some clients super early because that works best for their schedule. Other clients don't want to see me till late in the evening. And I just felt like I needed to do that because that's what worked for them. I would encourage you, put a structure around your calendar. When are you at your best? And offer that to your clients. I have a friend who I just met with the other day, and she said, you know, I really needed to get my calendar under control. And I decided I'm going to see clients on Mondays and Wednesdays. That's the only time I'm going to see clients. And I was so afraid that my clients were going to balk and push back and get upset. And it didn't happen. I just say to them, okay, so let's schedule your next appointment. What works best for you, Monday or Wednesday? And what time, you know, and then she gets people in. Now I get it. Sometimes you're going to have clients who push back. You're going to have to decide, is that somebody who I really want to work with and I'm, I, I, I'm willing to kind of be flexible for them. But I will also tell you this. I've been a business owner since 1990. I have had to change my hours for different reasons, whether it was children or um, different requirements that I had from different things that were happening. And in my experience, when you are clear and concise and unapologetic about what your what your availability is and you offer maybe for clients to set a, a time on on that they see you on a regular basis at a certain time but within your parameters clients end up usually being pretty cooperative with that so i would just encourage you to think about what's the structure that you want to set for your calendar the other thing i hear entrepreneurs and i've been super guilty of this myself over the years, is not having vacations because it just schedule gets filled with clients and with demands. So I would encourage you to think about how are you refilling your own well? How are you paying attention to your own energy and what you need? Remember, we have these big yearly calendars that you're plotting out your launches and you're plotting out your programs and those kinds of things. Plot out vacations. Do it in advance. If you've got a vacation on your calendar, you're going to work around it. You're going to, and I will tell you, when I tell my clients, oh, I'm going to be on vacation that week, they usually say, good for you. They're excited. So think about your best for your clients when you take care of yourself. We've had some episodes around that. 
Dr. Stan Ward talked about self-care. Dr. Jane Phillips talked about self-care. When you plot things on your calendar, you'll respect them. So my strategy for time is to create a structure. Time block things. When are your client time? When is your marketing time? When is your development time? What are the boundaries that you're holding to keep yourself sane and to be the best for your client? So think about when do you want to work? Who do you want to work with? And give yourself permission to do that. Do you have something big that you're working toward? Are you writing a book? How are you time blocking out your writing time? How are you time blocking out creating a fabulous program for your clients? Whatever it is that you're doing, honor the time so that you are ultimately moving towards that vision for your independence, freedom, and joy in your business. So as we wrap up today, I I guess I want to emphasize that independence isn't guaranteed, but it is possible. Entrepreneurship really isn't for the faint of heart. Yet if you're intentional and you make a plan and you're strategic about your decisions, entrepreneurship can be very rewarding and exciting. I've loved being a business owner since 1990. Whether you intend to become a full-time business owner, whether you're building some gig on the side, or you're making a plan for your retirement, these pain points open up possibilities for you to think about, and only you can determine the right solution for you. I just encourage you to spend time thinking about what are my priorities, what's my vision, and how am I going to make it happen? So this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your next steps forward, for leaning into whatever freedom, independence, and joy you have visioned for yourself. I would love to hear about it. And until next week, I wish you the very best. Have a fantastic 